Hello and welcome to the Clear Clutter Find Time podcast. I'm Bridget Johns, organization expert and time optimizer at Be Simply Free. I adore supporting busy women to save time and money and reduce their mental load by decluttering their homes, phones, calendars and minds so they can spend more time collecting moments, not things. Each week I'll share simple yet practical tips to help you and your family get organized because mums aren't maids and family members need to be part of the team to run a household too. If you're ready to go from overwhelmed to organized, let's get started with today's episode. Hello, I had a different episode planned to come out this week, but I think it's important we take some time to talk about the excessive mental load and physical load many women hold in the lead up to Christmas. So I'm adding this episode in four days before Christmas. If you're listening to this episode after Christmas, please keep listening because these are exercises you can do anytime before the next Christmas. But first, let's start with what's simplifying my week and what's bringing me joy. I preach about collecting moments, not things, but I'm also a realist and recognize there are things and tools we can do to simplify our lives and add pockets of joy into our day. So this week, I'm sharing some ways I am simplifying Christmas. We are actually hosting both sides of the family for Christmas lunches on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and we are rinsing and repeating. We're going to have the same menus, the same decorations, simple food that doesn't require me to be in the kitchen all day. So that is definitely going to be simplifying our Christmas. I'll talk more about these and how I'm doing this throughout the episode as well. What's bringing me joy this Christmas is some quirky Christmas things that not a lot of people have. I may be a minimalist, but I love Christmas stuff and we don't store many things, but we make space to store our Christmas crockery and some Christmas doona covers, maybe quilt covers or bedspreads if you're in a different part of Australia or the world. We have Christmas crockery, so plates, bowls and side plates that we use every November and December. And we have only two doona covers per bed. We use one doona cover for 10 months of the year from February through to the end of October. And then each bed in our home, our master bed, Miss 10's bed and Mr. 12's bed have a Christmas doona cover that we put on for November and December. I'll share a picture of those on social media and you can find some little reels about them. Just because you're a minimalist doesn't mean you can't store things that bring you joy. So that's me every Christmas. Last week, I held an hour long workshop about how to bring more joy and less stuff into your Christmas in 2023 and beyond with the Port Environment Center. In the show notes, I'll share a link to that full episode. But today I'm going to give you the 1% of your day version of those tips. Now let's talk about the Christmas mental load. The mental load is the invisible labor involved in managing a household and family, which typically falls on a woman's shoulders. The mental load is having to remember everything. It's understanding all the events are happening, knowing what needs to be purchased, what's in the pantry already, what food needs to be made for Christmas, what presents need to be bought for everyone in the family. And it is exhausting. So not only is it the thinking, there is also the physical load that generally falls on a woman's shoulders as well. What I would love people to do is to drop the ball at Christmas and bring some other people into managing the physical and mental load that it takes to run Christmas. One of my favorite definitions is by Tiffany Defoe, the author of Drop the Ball, the book. 
She redefines dropping the ball as releasing the unrealistic expectations of doing it all and engaging others to achieve what matters most to us, which deepens our relationships and enriches our lives. I would love you to drop the ball at Christmas and pass some of those balls over the other people in your family. I do have a great downloadable. You can action some of these tips in. So in the show notes, follow that link and you'll get the recording from the presentation I did last week, but also a workbook that you can use now and store your answers away when you pack up your Christmas decorations, pop them in with your Christmas tree so you can remember what changes you want to make for Christmas 2024 and beyond. My first tip to have more joy and less stuff this Christmas is to stop focus notice. Remember, I said I'd probably be mentioning this in every episode. Stop doing Christmas the same way if it's not bringing you joy. Focus on what the true joy of Christmas is to you and then notice what options you have for changing it to make it more fun for you and the whole family. I really encourage you to think about what you actually want for Christmas. How do you want to feel? What people do you want to see? What do you want to eat for Christmas and the Christmas period? What things do you love to do? What traditions would you like to continue? What traditions would you like to start? And maybe which ones do you want to stop altogether? And what ways can you give back this Christmas? This is a page in the handout that is in the show notes. I encourage you to download that and take some time to stop focus notice and think about these things. We probably can't change what Christmas 2023 looks like, but if you think about this now, you can make plans for how you can make those changes in 2024. My second tip is to plan and communicate. Are you holding all the mental load of Christmas in your head or is it written down so other people can take some of that mental load? I encourage you to spend some time thinking and talking to your partner and your kids about what needs to be done for Christmas and how you can divide and conquer what needs to happen. I love talking about a set me up Sunday routine where you plan for the week ahead, but let's make a set me up Christmas meeting where you sit down, plan what's happening, what the budget is, who's got the time to do it, and let's do a brain dump of everything that needs to be done. Once you have the brain dump of everything involved in running Christmas, I would love you to simplify it. What can be deleted and what can be delegated? If it no longer needs to be done, let's just stop it altogether. Can we delegate to other family members to do some things or can we delegate to paid people to maybe do some catering or do some of the decorations? Get it out of your head and onto a piece of paper and then let's build a timeline and map it out how it's going to happen in the days in the lead up to Christmas. What can be done a month before? What can be done a fortnight before, a week before? And what truly needs to be done on the day? What do you actually want to do this Christmas period? There's lots of Christmas parties, school extracurricular activities and concerts, community events, pageants and carols, friends catch-ups, family catch-ups and opportunities to give back and volunteer. We need to stop focus notice and look at our calendar and work out what can actually fit in there and what are the things we no longer want to do this Christmas. Have a think about what hosting Christmas looks like to you. Is there a rotation system you could implement with your family so you're not hosting it every year? Would you like to make all the food for Christmas or would you like to divide and conquer and have people bring different things in? Do you want to do it all on one day or can you break it up over the weekend before Christmas or after across Boxing Day? There is no right way to do Christmas. It's about stop, focus, notice what works with you and your family in this season of your family's life. When it comes to food and cooking, 
what are some simple ways you can do Christmas? For us, I have a favorite ice cream Christmas pudding that can be made a week or even a couple of weeks ahead, which has some Christmas pudding in it, some lollies ice cream and covered in ice magic at the top. That's already away in our freezer, ready to go. And it's one less thing I need to do in the lead up to Christmas. I'm a big one for having too many nibbles before lunch and then not eating a main meal. So maybe we can reduce the amount of snacks we have before Christmas lunch. Can you look at your menu and see what tweaks you can make so things can be pre-prepared with salads or maybe meats in the Weber or oven that don't require you to be really in the kitchen during Christmas Day? I'm not a big fan of cooking, so I'll try and simplify it as much as possible. This year, Mr. Farmer actually was the one that's chosen our Christmas menu. It's very similar to previous years, but that's something that I delegated to him after me doing it for, for most of the years we've been together. Something we do, most people do for Christmas is give gifts. I would love us all to rethink what giving gifts and spending Christmas together looks like. I think we're in a world where most people buy what they need throughout the year rather than when we grew up, it was more birthdays and Christmases. We got the things that we wanted. Let's really reshape what Christmas looks like and that societal expectation that we give gifts. Can we look at what that looks like for our family? You're probably not going to be able to change Christmas 2023, but a Christmas evening or Christmas after Christmas gifts are open and everyone can see the amount of stuff that we're surrounded with, it might be a good time to the whole family to stop focus notice and see what Christmas 2024 looks like. Is there an option to have a Kris Kringle type setup where aunties and uncles only buy for a couple of kids or one kid and there can be a bigger gift that there's truly something they want rather than a whole pile of 20 or $30 gifts that potentially probably going to break in the next day or two. Something that's not as exciting on the day is considering setting up a share account for your kids, potentially putting 50 to $100 into a share account. By the time kids are 18 plus, that money is going to have grown and potentially could go towards a car or a mortgage because that is one of the, the biggest things people are paying for when they're older. I know it's not as fun in this moment, but it's a gift that keeps on giving. Talking about gifts, can we flip the narrative and really consider secondhand or re-gifted products? There's so much stuff in the world already. Why does everything have to be new, the things that we are gifting? I think it's a societal expectation. It's also marketers wanting us to buy new things, but let's look and some families have a Kris Kringle where they decide the year before or in the lead up to Christmas and everyone agrees to buy secondhand gifts. And I would love to see more of that going forward. In the workbook, I have listed a whole pile of no or low clutter gift ideas, but just some examples are experience gifts that you can give people, memberships to RAA, the car service or the zoo or swimming lessons, HelloFresh or Vintage Chef meal delivery services, you could give the gift of time by offering someone some babysitting or washing their car, a petrol card or a house cleaner. You could offer a professional organizer to come and help people in their home or an online course like my Clear Clutter Find Time course, which will be starting in January, ready for the new year. You could give someone classes or consumable goods. A list of all the examples are in the workbook, so download it in the show notes. The other thing I encourage you to do this Christmas is something fun for you. 
In 2019, before the world was flipped upside down, we had the Adelaide Christmas pageant and I saw the joy that the clowns in the pageant gave to my young kids and I decided to add to my bucket list being a clown in the Adelaide Christmas pageant in 2020. I didn't know that a few months later we would be hit with the vid, but I was still able to be a clown in the 2020 and 2021 pageants where we did it at Adelaide Oval, so separated from the general public. And that is something that now I can't do with my knee surgery, but my daughter has continued that tradition. And the last two years, she has been a clown in a local Kadena Christmas pageant, which was a couple of days ago. So what's something fun that you and your family would like to do this Christmas and make sure that's a priority in your calendar around the Christmas period. The last thing I would like you to do as Christmas 2023 comes to an end is to reflect and prepare for next year. In the workbook, I've given you a page to do a Christmas reflection. What I encourage you to do Christmas night or Boxing Day is while it's fresh in your mind, take some time to think about how you felt this Christmas. Next year, would you like to do it all again? What would you do differently? And write that all down. And To have this front of mind, you could have it in your notes section of your phone, but even better, print off a piece of paper or just grab a piece of spare paper from around your home and write these reflections down. And as you're packing away your Christmas decorations or your Christmas tree, pop that piece of paper in with the decorations so you can see it straight away when you unpack for Christmas 2024 or beyond. The next page on the workbook is to think about what you'd like to delete from future Christmases. What could have you delegated to others and what do you really want to do next Christmas and list those down under the delete, delegate and do page of the workbook. Today I've spoken about the Christmas mental load and how there's so many things involved with running Christmas and it doesn't all have to come down to the mum. Mums aren't maids and this year we've really taken the time to work as a family to divide and conquer. Yes, I still carry the majority of the mental and physical load, but Mr. Farmer's organized the the Christmas menu and he's responsible for organizing gifts for his side of the family. For the first 17 years of us being together, being the woman, I was sort of just naturally the one that bought the gifts. But as someone that doesn't enjoy clutter and my love language being acts of service, We really stopped focused and noticed. Well, to be honest, I got a bit frustrated and last year decided that Mr. Farmer was responsible for organising gifts for his side of the family and I was responsible for organising gifts for my family. And this is the second year that he's doing that and taking the lead on working out the gifts for his nieces and nephews. Why is it always the woman that organised the gifts? If that works for you, continue to go for it. But if it's not, stop focus, notice Give the husbands and partners 12 months notice and don't rescue them next Christmas when they forget. I know it's scary to do that, but let's let them work it out and take on the ownership of gift giving if that's something you want to do. Thank you for joining me on this episode. Between Christmas and New Year's and early in January, it's a common time when people start to declutter and get organized for the new year. I've decided to release some little short five minute episodes to give you some prompts to start the decluttering process. Some people are away, we will be. So I'll give you some tips of things you can do on your phone or in your computer as well that might be able to use 1% of your day to start the decluttering process if you're not at home. Don't forget to leave a review. Five star is the best thing you could do and follow on your podcast platform and Merry Christmas.
I'll see you between Christmas and New Year's for some five-minute episodes that you can start decluttering today. Remember, a year from now, you'll be so grateful you spent 1% of your day decluttering today.